Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Lombardi line. We're with you here on a Monday. Michael Lombardi back home in New Jersey. I'm Stormy Bonantoni at our recent studio at the South Point. We were talking to you earlier about 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 our college football betting guide coming out here soon. You can get that on vcin.com slash subscribe and SEC media days already today. It's crazy. I feel like that football is already just right around the corner. Nick Saban isn't going to be speaking until Wednesday of this week, but it doesn't change the fact that when it comes to the SEC, the Crimson Tide are always the talk of the town what are some of your expectations for that group well it's going to be interesting to see who's the quarterback is it going to be Bryce Young is it going to be Paul Tyson will it be the the freshman Jalen Milrow uh, I mean it's going to be interesting to see what happened in the spring and as it manifests itself to the fall so we know this they'll be loaded they'll be talented I mean they have running backs and Robinson and McKellen and Williams I mean they've got guys that they could put in there and one's typically always better than the next and when you look at where they are I mean this JC Latham kid that they got who's going to be their starting right tackle was one of the highly recruited kids coming out in the country and so they restock their offensive line and they restock their defensive line so I, I think it's going to be a real interesting year for them and as they go through some of these changes I mean when you lose as many draft picks as they've lost Stormy you know there's going to be a little bit of a transition so you can't always predict that they that they're going to come back I think the team that's interesting to watch is Texas A&M you know Texas A&M with Jimbo uh Jimbo Fisher there, you know, they lose Kellen Mond, 
And they've been, and this is year, I think it's year four of his program. So he's been building this, you know, and he's got to go in and see if this redshirt sophomore, Zach Calzada, can come in and play really well for them. But they should be an improved team. I think at 11-1, to 1, they're pretty good odds if you want to take a shot on it. And then, of course, Georgia, which to me is just like Alabama. They reload. They reload, they come back, and they're they're really good. So, you know, of the of the teams that we're looking at, I think both that's really speaks well. And, you know, typically LSU because of their talent base can come back in. I've got to be able to see it as they change offensive coordinators and go with Jack Jace, Jake Peavy as the new offensive coordinator and see what he can do to change going back more to the Joe Brady offense. Yeah, change all over the place. Alabama, as you saw there, minus 165 favorites to win the SEC. Their win total 11 and a half this season. But because you referenced Texas A&M, that's probably going to be the toughest game on Alabama's schedule where you already see on that look ahead line, they're like nine and a half point favorites or so. What does that say to you? Well, it says that, you know, that A&M is really good. I mean, at A&M, look, if you've ever spent any time in the state of Texas, uh, football matters, and A&M football matters greatly. I mean, you know, we've just saw because of the new licensing agreement, you know, two A&M players are going to $10,000 endorsements. I mean, that's how serious they are down in Byron, Texas, about their Aggies and College Station about their Aggies. So, you know, they've got a really good offensive line. They were good in the offensive line last year, and they return a bunch of those players to come back in there. They'll be improved in that area. I think it's going to come down to Calzada, and can he play effectively? Because I think there were times where Mond struggled to process. I think he was really not – I don't want to say he was a natural player. He wasn't overly instinctive to me. And I thought he got better with Jimbo's system. But I think it's taken some time. And I think this is a big year for Jimbo. Can they play well enough defensively? Today, speaking at SEC Media Days, Dan Mullen for Florida, Ed Ogeron of LSU, and Shane Beamer of the South Carolina Gamecocks. Is there anybody, like, and I'm just kind of going off the rails here a little bit, but national championship-wise, anyone you think just before the season even starts you give good odds to? Well, I mean, obviously, you got to look right to Clemson because Clemson, like Alabama, doesn't just rebuild, they reload, you know, and DJ, the quarterback, who I can't pronounce his last name and nor would I try, he was really impressive when he came in and played for Trevor Lawrence last year, you know, and they bring back a bunch of their offensive linemen. Now they lose players, but they're still talented in what they do. I mean, Lynn Dixon, this junior running back, the senior running back is good. I mean, he comes in and replaces ATN, so... They're going to be good on defense. We know that. That's typically what they are. Brent Venables is an outstanding defense coordinator. But DJ, the quarterback, is big. He's fast. He's strong. It's going to, they're going to be a tough team to play. I think Clemson certainly will be in, the, in that uh, Final Four tournament for sure. Yeah, Clemson always seems to find their way in there. We're on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni here. And uh, ACC Media Days, by the way, just speaking of Clemson, um, they're going to get started here on July 21st and 22nd. And uh, once again, this is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM live at our VEASAN studio at the South Point. Uh, Michael Lombardi, is there uh, – do you want to continue talking a little bit of college football? Or oh, I love it. Back? I love college football. Yeah, I mean, it's going to start quick. And, and and I think I want to me anyone listening to this program or watching us on Veasan. Uh, I think it's really important that if you're going to go into college, is just make a couple conferences your home turf. Take the Big Twelve or take the Southeast Conference or take the MAC. 
You know, one year, two years ago, we made a fortune for betters on Rutgers. They couldn't make the line effective for Rutgers. Now, Rutgers will be much improved with Greg Ciano this year in the Big Ten. But my point here is, Stormy, I think you've got to take a certain level of competition, you know, whether it's the Pac-12, whether it's the MAC, whether it's the Yankee, con- well, it's not the Yankee anymore, whether it's the ACC or the All-American Conference. You've got to take those and you've got to study those teams completely from front to back. And then that's when you engage in the number because you can find some numbers that are not always correct on college football Saturdays because the NFL, those numbers are hard to find. You can't find a variance. You can't find a power rating that's slightly different there. You can in college. Yep, everybody has the information when it comes to the NFL. It's just who uses it the most wisely. And with college, you're dead on. Like, find yourself a Mountain West or a Conference USA or whatever it may be to find your niche. What, what's your favorite conference, I guess, to follow outside of the – the top SEC, ACC land? Well, I, you know, I, look, I, I like, you know, my son coached at the Big 12, so I, when he was at Baylor and Matt Rule was there, I was all over the Big 12, so I enjoyed that. But I, sometimes I felt like the Big 12 was a pillow fight. I didn't think there was enough physicality within the game, you know, so, but I think the All-American Conference is fun to watch. I think, they're, you know, those are good teams. I think it's fun to watch those. You know, the Big Ten gets a lot of crap for not being fast, not being athletic and all that. But yet when they go and play in, in bowl time, they sometimes play typically well. So, you know, it'll be interesting. I, I think when I look at it, I try to root for my friends, you know, see how their teams are going to do. I think it's a big year for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, the Wolverines, to see what they can do with their offense. I mean, they've struggled, you know, to just to get this quarterback position right. I mean, this is something that, you know, when I was with Jim – at the Oakland Raiders, I mean, he was sat in that dra- he sat in that back room before, right by the draft. I mean, he could evaluate college quarterbacks really well. In fact, he's screaming for us to draft Tony Romo, screaming for us to draft Tony Romo back in the day. And 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 Mr. Davis didn't really want to be interested in taking a quarterback, and we didn't get Romo as a free agent. But you know, can he develop Cade McNabb, Cade Mc, uh, McNamara? as his starting quarterback. Can he get that kind of play, or will he go to J.J. McCarthy, their true freshman, to see what he can do? It's a big year for them. They've changed defensive schemes. You know, he fired Don Brown last year. Don Brown did a great job, but Don Brown played all cover one. You know, you can't play. You know, it's like it's like a baseball pitcher who only relies on fastballs. You know, eventually he gets hit. Well, if you play a lot of cover one like they did at Michigan and you're not good in the secondary or you're not able to control the pace of the game offensively, you're going to run into some problems. So, I like I like all the college football. I like the fact that, you know, each conference is unique and different, but you have to study those conferences. That's where you get the variance, and that's where you understand it the best. Yeah, you definitely do. So make sure that you get in on VEASAN's college football betting guide. Going to be released here soon, 1999 on VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And because you mentioned your guy, Matt Rule, I just got to ask you about the Carolina Panthers. Like, what is going on with that team? Well, I I think they're in a rebuilding process, right? I think Matt Rule typically comes in and he says, look, let me learn this league a little bit. I don't think Matt – Matt Rule's not the kind of guy who thinks he has all the answers. I mean, Matt Rule was collecting information, spent a lot of time this offseason with Jimmy Johnson and trying to pick his brain on what it takes to really build the right program. And he's about the culture, and I think that's what he's going to really work hard on. And so, you know, he's trying to build his team. He knows he needs to get better in the offensive and defensive lines, which he's doing. You know, he spent draft picks on on the defensive line last year. I expect Derek Brown 
to be in better shape and play a more dominant role within their defense. And last year they couldn't cover anybody in their secondary, so they selected J.C. Horn. They had many opportunities in the draft, Stormy, to trade out of that eighth pick. I mean, Chicago was calling. Teams wanted to get into that spot to take Justin Fields, and they kind of hung on and drafted J.C. Horn, and we'll see what he works out. But I expect them to be improved. Look, you can go through almost all their games with the exception of the Tampa games. They had a chance to win them all. I mean, New Orleans, the second game, not so much. But they're kicking a field goal uh, in New Orleans to try to win the game or send the game to overtime. They played Kansas City better than any team played them last year. They lost by two, kicking a long field goal. You know, and they had an opportunity. If Curtis Samuels doesn't fall down, he could get another 10 yards before they spike the ball. They might have won that game. So they were in a lot of games. They could have easily been an 8-8 eight and eight team. They just couldn't close it. They didn't have enough speed on defense. I think that will improve. Without McCaffrey, they were really good. Mike Davis ran the ball effectively. But McCaffrey's back now. You know, you're going to get an over five yards a carry guy. You're going to get an impactful guy in the passing game. You're going to get somebody who can make people miss in space and take a little check down and turn it into something. And they also know who Sam Darnold is, right? They know who Sam Darnold is as a human being and as a player and what he does really well. That's the key. You know, that's the key to football is understanding what you're dealing with. Develop the skills, what the player has, and don't ask him to do something outside that skill set. And I think Rule's done a nice job of knowing who, who Sam Darnold is, knowing that he's prone to make mistakes, knowing that when he operates in a certain phase in a certain area, he can be effective. I think they can be an 8-9 and team. I think they can be a 9-8 and team. I think they'll play effectively. I think they'll play hard. I think he's got the system that he wants down there, and I think they're going to be. In a, I think they're going to be a team to that that will go over that seven and a half win total. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Based on that eight or nine wins there, you're liking the over for their seven and a half. And in terms of Sam Darnold, I mean, that's a move that was obviously met with a lot of indifference around the league. He was, you know, I mean, it was a laughable year, but when is it not? It seems in New York at times. But how much do you think it was just that that team and maybe Adam Gase or whomever bringing him down a little bit and just the change of scene? could really make a difference for him in Carolina. I think the change of scenery is important, but I also think the change of playing to a strength is yeah. more important. You know, when you play from behind as much as the Jets did, the quarterback tends to force the ball. He tries to make something happen. That's not what you want to do. You want to be able to eliminate losing football. That's Matt Rule's job as a head coach. You've got to be the bad cop police. You've got to be the bad football police. You've got to try to eliminate that. And I think that's what they've talked about with Sam all offseason. That's what they need to get from Sam. They need to be able to convince him that he's got to be able to show that he's not going to turn the ball over in critical situations. And with McCaffrey, and their ability to balance their team around him, they've got some really good weapons. They're really going to be good. I think this Tommy Tremble kid that they drafted from Boston College at tight end can be a really dominant point of attack blocker, plus make an impact in the passing game. So I think they're going to slightly improve as we go on. And I think Darnold's going to slightly improve. I still think they'll be after any quarterback that comes available. They didn't extend Darnold's contract. They have very little into Darnold. If you notice what they did in the draft, they moved down. They collected extra picks. They basically paid for Darnold without having to use any of their capital. Yeah, and like you said with Christian McCaffrey, just got to hope that he's able to stay healthy for a season because when he does, he is an absolute weapon out there, uh, which kind of leads me to another little bit of direction as we look ahead in this NFL awards market to the MVP odds. And right now, Patrick Mahomes, your, your runaway favorite. But to you, who's your biggest threat to Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP this year? 
You know, I think Josh Allen certainly has to be in this conversation. I think that if Buffalo takes that giant step forward, Josh Allen will be in that conversation. I think this, you know, as long as Mahomes' odds are at five plus 500, what I recommend to people to do is I say take Mahomes, put 100 down on him, and then figure out four other players that you want to sprinkle in. Give yourself a chance. Don't take Derrick Henry as a running back at 25. He's a, that's a St. Jude's pick. That's a St. Jude's pick because you're just donating. They're not going to give it to Derrick Henry. You love these St. There's just Jude's no way. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean by St. Jude's pick. Yeah, just give it away. I'd rather donate to the kids than give it to the book, right? You know, let's let's make sure we give it to the young kids and help them out. You know, take Matthew Stafford at 18 to 1. Take Lamar at 14 to 1. You know, I like Justin Herbert at 21. Do I think he'll do it? No, but I think there's a chance he can do that. I think there's a chance if the Chargers win and play effectively, I think he could certainly do that. So I would take four players. Pick them. Josh Allen would be one. Lamar would be two. Russell Wilson would be three. And I probably would put Justin Herbert in there at four and figure it's going to come down to one of those guys. Maybe I would take Dak Prescott over Dustin Herbert because I think the Cowboys, if they win, they'll give it to Dak. So I would take those four names along with and knowing that I'm going to get my 500 back, I'm going to break even if Mahomes wins it. I got to tell you, I love that 20 to one on Justin Herbert as well. You look at him uh, plus 21 in the touchdown interception ratio in his rookie season through 31 touchdown passes last year. You know what else was 31st, by the way? His offensive line, which has been uh, upgraded significantly this year. If you look at what they got in in the draft. So I, I really like that. I think that that could be a sneaky dark horse at 20 to one. No doubt they get Slater. They, you know, they signed Corey Lindsay in free agency. They get Slater to play left tackle. If you watch Slater play against Chase Young when he was at Northwestern against Ohio State, you know, you think who you would think he's the better player. So they've get they've improved. And then I think, you know, you know, when you go to these MVP odds, I think you should also associate with who's going to win coach of the year. Mm-hmm. I think you should tie these two bets together because I think Brendan Staley could win coach of the year because with just a little bit of, of difference, a little bit of creativity defensively, I think it will make the Chargers, along with Derwin James coming back, a much better team next year. I think defensively they can be really good with, with Bosa coming off the edge, with their ability to rush the passer, their speed. You get James back, the complexion of their scheme to go along with what they can do offensively. You know, Staley at 16 to 1, I think, is a really good odds. I like those odds a lot. You know, Stefanski's a favorite. Last year he wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think that if you like him, I think Frank Wright could do it too. I like Frank Wright at coach of the year. Because if he turns or if he turns around Carson Wentz, he's gonna and they can make the playoffs, and they should, and they go far in the playoffs, which they're capable of. People are going to look to Frank Wright as coach of the year. Yeah, Frank Wright there, 18 to 1. And the bad news for Kevin Stefanski, who's got 12 to 1 odds, won last year, but the last back to back winner was in 1981 and 82. So wouldn't hold my breath there for seeing him. Yeah, I mean, that was pre Twitter. Like, there's no way, you know, that, remember, Jerry West won the MVP of, the, uh, of a losing team in basketball in 69. I mean, could you imagine what Twitter would have done with that voting if, you know, the, the giving of vote? There's no way, you know. So, look, the Browns expect to be good. If the Steelers slide a little bit. You know, the guy that, you know, Mike Tomlin could easily get coach of the year if he puts 13 wins up again, because when you look at that Steeler team, they're not very talented. They've had severe cap issues. Big Ben has demonstrated he's in a declining mode. You know, Damian, they're going to get better at running back, but can they improve that offensive line? I think that's real question mark. 
Yeah, and and coach of the year typically is kind of the team that turns it around the best and the guy that leads them. Three of the last four winners were taking over teams, and Brandon Staley, who you mentioned off the top, meets that criteria, of course. Uh, what do you think about Bill Belichick there at twenty to one? A revenge? They'll never year? give it to. They'll, no they'll never give it to him. No chance. They'll Even ne- after I mean, he should have won. The- trouble and tragedy look he won seven game he won seven games last year and I think that he would be the first to tell you they didn't have the personnel they won seven games I think most coaches would be coaching that team would have won three you know I I, I promise you if he was coaching the Bengals they would have won more than six games over the last two seasons but Belichick's never going to get it because you know it's always going to be somebody else nobody really sees the, the magic of what he does. And like today, Matt Judon on Good Morning Good Morning Football talked about it. I mean, the guy is the best coach in the history of the game. It's by far the way he prepares the team, the way he gets the team organized and gets them ready to go. And I expect they'll have a good season this year. They've got to get something out of Cam Newton in the passing game. But, you know, Cam has gone on the, like Brayson DeChambeau. He's taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. Cam's not blaming his driver for not throwing the ball. <laughs> Right? No, he's not blaming his driver. Him, right? Yeah, I mean, and can't put it on himself. No one else had to do it. Yep, I, that's one thing. So I, um, I don't even know if you know this, Michael, but I used to be a team reporter on the digital side for the Carolina Panthers back in the day, and watching Cam Newton, I think that he gets a bad rap externally for the the way that he dresses and the flamboyancy and the cockiness that can appear at times on the field. But for him, he's a guy that almost like needs that to continue to have his confidence because behind closed doors, I've never seen a guy work harder, get there earlier, stay late, be a supportive guy to his teammates. I think he has all those things that Bill Belichick loves. Yeah, and I think that's what, you know, you know it better than anyone. I mean, you've seen it. The perception doesn't meet the reality. Because of the way he dresses, people think he doesn't care. You know, I don't know how those two things equate. People say, well, he dresses, he and Belichick won't get along. At the end of the day, he and Belichick <laughs> are a lot a alike. different. <laughs> Style's way different, way different. I mean, Belichick in a pair of scissors is dangerous. <laughs> but, you know, when, when you get Cam dressed well, I mean, it's impressive. So, but at the end of the day, they both want to win. They both are willing to work hard. They both are willing to pay the price that they have to pay to play well and to win. So that marriage was always going to work. Now Cam's got to make it work because Cam's got to play better in the passing game. And Cam knows it. Cam's got to make throws. He's had an off season. He's had mini camps. He's had OTA days. He should be ready to go. And if he doesn't, obviously there's somebody waiting in the wings trying to take over that spot. So uh, one more before we get out of this segment, uh, I wanted to check in on Bruce Arians at 20 to one as well, just because no, if no chance, no chance, they're never going to give it to Bruce. No, they're never going to give it to Bruce. They're going to give it to Brady's carrying him. It's the same thing with Belichick. They're never going to give it to Bruce. I mean, you know, I, I don't see it. It's such a PR contest. That no one, you know, even well, so though. My like, curiosity was if they came out, dominated everybody the way that they're obviously trying to. They return all their starters, a third easiest schedule. Like if they really come out and dominate teams, you don't think that he'll have a chance still? I, I think what you just said is the reason he won't. Third schedule? easiest schedule. Yeah. Everybody's back. Like anybody, you know, oh, my right. wife Millie could run that operation. You know, then anybody could do it, right? That's <laughs> what they're going to say. Now, Millie would do a good job running the team. I'm not trying to imply that whatsoever. However, Millie that being said, all. they're all. Come on, Mike. Yeah, I'm, I know. But I mean, like, seriously, this is what happens. Oh, anybody can run that team. Ugh. Well, man, I was just trying to throw throw one out there. My I, I agree with you. Like, look, I, I think there's always somebody in that that you said. Look, I think Sean Payton at twenty five to one. Say Sean Payton yeah, wins the without South without Breeze. Without Breeze. Good stuff.
All right, we'll, we'll get more into this because I, I do want to hear the rest of that conversation on Sean Payton. So we'll turn that around when we come back. Plenty more to talk about in the NFL awards market, whether it's MVP, whether it's comeback player of the year. I'm going to throw one name out there that Michael's not going to like, but I think the fans at home might stay with us on the Lombardi line on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to That's my, my day. That's my day. <laughs> <laughs> get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. on 
the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, your recent studio at the South Point. And I feel so bad, Michael. I cut you off because we had to go to That's break. That's all right. But you were talking about Sean Payton at 25 to 1 potentially for coach of the year in the NFL. You don't think that's too much of a long shot. We're getting them all in there. Well, I, I think this, you know, look, he's coming. He's got Drew Brees. He's got to work out the quarterback. He's been in cap cap hell this past offseason. So there's been a bunch of roster changes that he's got to deal with. If he's able to pull the upset and, and, and become a wild card team and make, you know, and look like he could be a, con- a contender in the NFC, then I think he's going to get serious consideration. The same, you know, when we when we got off the air with, with, with the great Will Hill, he was mentioning his Vikings. I mean, Mike Zimmer's not even on this list. Mm-hmm. I mean, what happens if Mike Zimmer wins the East, wins the South, wins the North, excuse me, and the Vikings look like they have a really good team and they've improved defensively. You know, they add Dalvin Tomlinson. You know, they, they get Michael Pierce back off of COVID. They get, they get Danielle Hunter back. Their defense has improved. I mean, Zimmer at 25-1 to 1 is a pretty good, a pretty good value. Yeah. I mean, it gives you great odds. The other guy that I think has value at 25 to 1 is Vic Fangio. Now, Vic hasn't performed to the level, but this, this Broncos team is a good team minus the quarterback. They're a good team minus the quarterback. And I think they have all the ingredients to give the Kansas City Chiefs trouble. They have three, they have three corners that can cover, four corners that can cover. They have two safeties that match up. They tackle well and they can cover, which you have to do to cover Kelsey. They've got four rushers that can rush without blitzing, especially if Von Miller comes back, especially if Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb and Von Miller have only played together after three seasons, 29 games. That's all they've played together. So I think that the Denver Broncos, I think Zimmer's a good play at, at Minnesota. I think Fangio, no one wants to hear it, but I think Fangio could be a good play there as well. Yeah, the Broncos, that's a team that's got uncertainty at quarterback, but pretty much nowhere else. They're obviously a a very, very talented team. Wanted to get your uh, thoughts and opinions on comeback player of the year. Dak Prescott, plus 180, the clear favorite, and and rightfully so, was on pace to break the league's season pass yards record before he went down week five with that dislocation and compound fracture of his ankle. Anybody you like outside of Dak? Well, I think you got to look at let's go team first and work backwards. Let's say we like let's say Carolina goes 9 and 8 and McCaffrey has a great season, which I think he easily could have. Then I think you got to look at McCaffrey. You know, Burrow's going to be looked at as a guy that could be the comeback player of the year because if he does anything on the field, you know, and overcoming his head coach would be the first thing he's got to do, Zach Taylor. I mean, that's a challenge in itself right there. Guy's won six games in two years, and he still has a job. How? That's a whole – that would be a two-hour special yeah, documentary. We might, go into, <laughs> we might go into 30 for 30 on that. But, you know, like – I mean, Tardiff, a comeback player of the year at 16 to 1. I mean, that's a, that's a donation. That's, that's, that's a, he's not even the starter right now. I mean, that's not, he's not even the starter right now. I mean, that's a St. Jude's pick there. Julio Jones isn't going to get it. I mean, that's a St. Jude's pick there. Von Miller could get it if Denver wins. If Denver plays really well, Von Miller will get it. Tim Tebow at 40 to 1. Seriously, just write the check. St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Please. See, that's please. the one I He's not even going to make the team. He's not even going to make the team, and he's up there at 40 to 1. I mean, are you kidding me? That was are the you number kidding one. Are Number one prop out there that JJ wanted me to get in for you today because he was like, if there's anybody that Michael loves to talk about, it's Tim Tebow. Check out those odds. <laughs> I mean, just write the check. St. Jude's Children's Hospital, please. Why would you give that that any respect? He's not going to play tight. Comeback player. What's he coming back from? A bad career? <laughs> Michael, I'm crying. You can't make me cry on TV. 
That's so I'm sorry, Stormy. I didn't know you had this relationship with Tim Tebow. I apologize. You got you got to give me your dossier before I so I avoid these things. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't no, want to cause any problems. No, it's crisis. I loved your line the other day that. It was something along the lines of he's a one-position player that can't even play the position, and I was. He's just... a he's a one-position player that can't play the position. That's exactly what. That's a very well said, Stormy. <laughs> very well. well he's I... one-dimensional without a dimension. That's basically what he is. He's one-dimensional without a dimension. You know, I wonder where I got that. Really interesting. One other <laughs> name on that list that I liked real quickly: Nick Bosa at plus eight hundred. I feel like love that. Bosa's gotten I love that. I mean, look. Bit. I think if San Francisco plays well and, you know, they're able to, you know, do some things, I think he certainly is going to be in contention. And it's going to be because of Nick Bosa's ability to rush the passer, why he'll be so effective. Yeah, had 45 pressures. Javion Clowney at 35 to 1. Javion <laughs> Clowney won't even play 35% playtime. That's the biggest joke. There's so many jokes up here. Like, we could just, uh, I mean, 35, to, he won't play 35%. Uh, it's a clown pick on Clowney. Hey. Yeah. There we oh, go. it's so bad. I mean, these <laughs> these bookmakers, they just love stealing money. St. Jude's, please. They just have to give you things to talk about, Michael. And uh, something else we can talk about, perhaps we'll see the progression of Josh Applebaum's sunburn when we come back. Stay with us on the Lombardi line. season is right around the corner and that means the VEASAN college football betting guide is out soon. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch so you have a betting edge this football season. The guide's only $19.99 and discounts are available when you buy early so now is the time to get in there and reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and uh, you have just about everything you could possibly need there at VEASAN.com. Stormy Bond and Tony here with you alongside Michael Lombardi on the Lombardi line here at our VEASAN studio at the South Point. Now very pleased to be joined by our one and only steam engine, Josh Applebaum, <laughs> VEASAN sports betting reporter. Welcome back, but you were just here yesterday. Now you're back home. I'm sad I missed you. I know I'm sad I missed you too, Stormy. My apologies to your Vegas Golden Knights, but misery loves company. My Bruins couldn't get it done either. So it's great to have you back at VEASAN, Stormy. And Michael, great to see you as well. You know, one thing we were talking about, Michael, just a quick update, talking, you know, NBA Finals for tomorrow. And again, we have this waiting game here that we got to do each time. I wish it was every other night, but, you know, we have these three-day three breaks here, but that's okay. We can let the action build up and maybe get uh, a stronger market to read overall. But, Michael, you know, looking into this one here, you know, you, obviously you have uh, the Bucks with a chance to close it out, win the NBA title. And what a just huge turnaround it's been. Suns go up 2-0. Bucks have won three straight. We saw that over really fly over in that game five. Uh, and obviously that, that Bucks contrarian play did come through, even though the Suns had a lot of system matches. But just some updates, guys. You know, Milwaukee minus 400 favorite now to win the NBA title. That's an 80% implied probability. Uh, Giannis minus 350 MVP. Remember, he was plus 500 before game three. We were looking at uh, Booker and Chris Paul. It's really become Giannis, almost a 78% 
implied probability. But Michael, a couple things. Number one, you and I were talking about the total yesterday, and it seems like if you jumped on that early, you're feeling good because it continues to fall. And remember, we had 242 points in the last game. The over's gone 3-1-1 and with a push. However, the odds makers kind of knew the public would probably just gravitate to another high-scoring game here. Yet it opened 223. It's down to 222.5. I'm even seeing some 222s now, Michael. So this thing continues to fall. It would be a match here with that late series Game six, game seven, under tired legs. Uh, a lot of film to go off of elimination game, lower scoring matchups. And Michael, it's kind of a waiting game for me with the spread. You know, open five hasn't really moved. The only small thing I've seen here is I see a couple books that are Suns plus five, minus 115. Only a couple. It's not painted everywhere, but maybe a slight lean to the Suns. I'm going to wait this thing out. But Michael, what do you think? Do you still like that under? And, and any uh, any take here on the spread early on? I, you know, I'm going to stay away from the spread. I do think the unders in play. Look, uh, Thomas Gable said last hour that the pace of the game was slow, but they made incredible shots. I mean, one team, the, the Phoenix Suns, shoot 65% from the three-point line. The other team, the Milwaukee Bucks, shoot 50% from the three-point line. And they both shoot above 50% from the field. I don't think that's going to happen twice, Josh. I don't, I don't see that. I mean, that's just – that's like a guy going seven for eight in a doubleheader, you know, and, and he's going to do it the next game. I mean, eventually there's going to be – he's going to get to 400. I mean, there's no doubt he's going to get to a 300 average. He's going to revert to the mean. I think that's what you're going to see here. The, the pace of the game was in an underpace the amount of time, the possessions, and, and that area. However, the shooting was at an overpace, and I think this is, puts the under back in play. And look, I think Phoenix is, has trouble with Milwaukee's size. I think they've got to find a way to get someone else to really dominate the game inside, whether it's Aiton, whether it's Chris Paul, or someone they need help because we've seen Booker go off for 40, and they haven't been able to win the game. Yeah, 40 points in back-to-back games now for Devin Booker, and they're still not able to win that con- that supporting cast has not showed up the way that they need to. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with CP3 because he just has not been himself. Yeah, I don't know if it's injury stormy or if it's just, you know, is he tired? I mean, I think that the volume gets players. I mean, we talk about rest, but the volume gets it. I mean, he had one turnover in 40 minutes in the last game, and it was a costly turnover. You know, I think he shot extremely well. He put 21 points on the board. I mean, he played well. However, however. The two players that they have to get more out of are Chris Paul and, 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 and Crowder because they Paul was minus six, Crowder was minus seven. What does that mean? That means the person that they're defending is going is scoring at a rapid more rapid rate than the one that, that when they're scoring. And Paul is in charge of Holiday, and Crowder's in charge of Giannis, and they're not being able to get any stops. Or Middleton, he's really in charge of Middleton. So they're not getting any stops, and that's why they were minus in the in the plus minus ratio. I got it. No, t- my good. Go, yeah. go ahead, Josh. I was sorry. just going to say, Stormy. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that's a, a key point here. And, you know, I'm already looking at some of these player props to target for tomorrow night. I think these role players, Michael, really need to step up here because it's almost like, and a good point by you, the Bucks are really dominating on the inside. DeAndre Ayton, unless he has a big game, they're kind of in trouble. Booker, you also look at Booker. Guy's been great, but it's almost like all this pressure on his shoulders. Is it too much? He needs some of these guys like Crowder. I'd maybe target him possibly, you know, uh, over under points, plus rebounds, plus assists, one of those spots. Guy like Cam Johnson also as well. You know, he's a guy who can really give you a spark, uh, you know, off the bench here. So I'm with you, Michael. To me, uh, I'm going to play this waiting game on the five. I want to see game day. You know, what does the public say? Do they say, wow, Suns are just, you know, they're kind of left for dead. They've lost three straight. This thing's over. But uh, or or will they say, hey, getting five points, you know, they were favored at the start, minus 190. To me, the next move was critical. Does it go to five and a half? 
Does it fall to four and a half? That's what I'm waiting for. But I'm with you. These role players targeting with these prop bets uh, could be a smart play for tomorrow night. I got to start listening to you because I got hammered just like the rest of the public on the Suns last game. So I'm, I'm moving forward with you. Uh, there, I know that there are some updates in the NFL too, though, Josh, that you wanted to get to. You liked a couple of totals, uh, win totals for a couple of teams. Yeah, a couple win totals. So we'll hit one. Maybe we can do another one after the break. And maybe Mr. Baseball has a couple spots <laughs> we can hit on. But uh, Arizona Cardinals, Michael, I'd love to get your take on the Cardinals. They went eight and eight last year. Their win total is eight and a half this year, but the under is juiced up. The under is minus 120. So the odds makers are kind of telling you, hey, this, you know, public, I think, you know, says, hey, Kyler Murray, team on the rise. They added J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, you know, older players, a little longer than the tooth. Uh, also, Zabin Collins, they drafted early. But, Michael, the under 8.5 is juiced up, minus 120, minus 125. They actually have the 13th hardest schedule uh, in the NFL coming up this year. Their opponents last year had a win percentage of around 5.10. So what do you think? It's a tough division there, Michael, that, that NFC West. They're going to have to play uh, these really good teams, you know, the Rams, you know, uh, San Fran, the, the Seattle as well. Are you high on the Cardinals this year, Michael, or do you think that 8.5 under could be the play? Can they win one more game than they did last year? I don't see it, Josh. I mean, look, the last nine games of the year, they're three and six, right? They beat they beat Buffalo on the Hail Mary. It, it takes, and they beat that tremendous juggernaut called the Philadelphia Eagles, and they beat that incredibly come from behind victory team, the New York Football Giants. I mean, who do they beat? And we could talk about it. I see it, JJ. We can talk about it after the break. But to me, this is really public perception on Murray. No one's paying attention to his numbers. They're just paying attention to his beat beat plays, and they're great. His beep-beep plays are tremendous. He runs around beep-beep. He throws at 70 yards. Oh, my gosh. But when they make him play quarterback, the position of quarterback in the pocket, and he gets rushed, and he's not allowed to go beep-beep, problems happen. We'll hop back into that on the other end of the break. Beep-beep. We have to take a break right now, but stay with us with Josh Applebaum on the Lombardi line. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Restrictions apply. Monday Club, a $10 free bet will automatically be added to your account when you place a total of $50 in wagers between Monday and Sunday. That's right. You can wake up to a $10 free bet every Monday just for betting $50 during the previous seven days. Get rewarded for your bets every week at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. And 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana and Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line 800-889-9789. Money Monday Club is not available in Nevada. Welcome back here to the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Alongside Michael Lombardi, I'm Stormy Bon and Tony Josh Applebaum with us. VEASAN Sports Betting Reporter. Give him a follow at Josh. Josh underscore insights before we left off last segment we were talking about the bears who are plus uh, sorry about the cardinals we'll talk about the bears momentarily plus 600 to win the division and under that eight and a half win total michael lombardi you know i i just can't seem to warm up four of their five starting offensive linemen are over the age of 30 years old now you would say that gives them great experience no doubt but it also gives them great liability to injuries and when you have an offensive line that, that's older and they get hurt, then you don't have the depth behind them. And then it all becomes chaos. And I think this is a team that's much older. I mean, look, from the, October 25th when they beat Seattle in a game they came from behind. Remember the Monday night game where Isaiah Simmons intercepted that pass? They won it in overtime. From that game, you know, they ended up going three and six. They just couldn't do it. And I worry about Murray's health. I keep giving this Buddy Ryan quote out, and I think it's really important. There is a place in football for the little man. It's just not in front of the big man. 
And I think that's what happens to Murray. 17 games of getting hit. Now, we've done a great job protecting quarterbacks. But when four or five offensive linemen are over the age of 30 and they could be susceptible to injury, and D.J. Humphreys is younger than 30 and he's also susceptible to injuries, I'm concerned. And then your, their defense, which would be great if it was 2016 with J.J. Watt and, and Chandler Jones, who's not sure – who's not sure he wants to come in unless he gets a new contract, to go with a secondary, which I love Malcolm Butler. I wear a Super Bowl ring because of him, but he hasn't played well. And who's covering in this secondary? I think there's a lot of question marks with this Cardinal team that I'm not sure Murray, with his cape and his beep-beep ability, can be Superman and win it. Michael, I'm right there with you. Yeah, the fact that eight and a half is juiced up under Stormy. One thing, you know, me and Michael have been talking about quite a bit is these juiced up win totals because I think the public, you know, they're going to go off of what they saw last year. And you're going to have a uh, kind of just a basic thing where you walk into a bar and, hey, a team had a good year last year, hit their win total over. If they look bad last year, hit their win total under. To me, the great equalizer is what are the books telling you? You know, take away your bias, take away uh, your recency bias and say, where is the juice going? So, Michael, I'm right there with you. The under eight and a half minus 120. Books are kind of telling you, hey, all this love for Murray, yet the under, they're making you pay a more expensive price. There's a reason for that. Also, you look at their, that division there, guys, NFC West, they have the worst odds overall, plus 600 for the Cardinals. We know the Rams obviously adding Stafford here, plus 185. They're the favorite. 49ers plus 190. You expect them to bounce back a bit. Seahawks plus 280. But now, Michael, I'm going to get you excited here. We're not going. We can't, uh, you know, beat the drum on MVP Mitch anymore. He, he's gone. He's he's going to back up our guy, our our guy uh, Josh Allen there in Buffalo. But what's your take on the Chicago win total? Here's another one that I saw with a juiced up uh, number here with a win total. Eight and eight last year. Uh, the over over under this year is seven and a half. Miles. A little bit lower, and the actually the under is juiced up minus 120. This is a team that we always say, hey, you know, they play good defense. What can they get offensively? Uh, they have the third hardest schedule this year. Their opponents last year had a 550 winning percentage. This is a tough schedule uh, for the Bears. Week one starts also, Michael. Uh, who you got? Dalton. Dalton looks are is kind of ready to come. It's almost minus 500. Field plus 300. But what do you take on the Bears? Do you expect them to bounce back? Do we see one? When do we see fields? Okay, let's start with the big. Let, let's start with the perception that they're great defense. Let's start. You know, they had at one time they were on defense, but Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack didn't play to the level that Khalil Mack's capable of playing. And now, without anyone in their secondary, they're going. They brought Desmond Trufant in to be, help them cover. They don't have anyone who can cover. I mean, they're older on defense. Robert Quinn is the guy they exchanged Leonard Floyd for, and the Rams won that exchange tremendously. I mean, Leonard Floyd went out there and basically played really well, whereas Robert Robert Quinn had two sacks and six quarterback pressures. So I'm worried about their defense. And then let's transition to their offense, where I think their offensive line is not very good, particularly at the tackle position. Yes, they drafted Tevin Jenkins in the first round. He's going to have to play right away. But I'm not sure that Jimmy Graham is a legitimate starting tight end any longer, even though they pay him $7 million a year. I think this is, and I say this all the time, when you break it down NFL team, there's a design problem or a production problem. I think the Bears have a design problem badly. And then the production's going to result. I don't see them winning seven games. I really don't. I think they're a 6-11 and 11 team. I think they're going to have a hard time winning games. They have no depth. Their offensive line is really questionable. And I think that you can throw the football on them. Josh, uh, 
<laughs> Sorry about that. I wasn't sure if you wanted to jump in after Michael, but I know that you had another play real quickly too on the Denver Broncos. We talked about him, about them already, Michael, just with Vic Fangio potentially in that coach of the year conversation, a team that has really, really good bones, just a little bit of uncertainty at quarterback. What were the, the total on that one? Yeah, Stormy. So, you know, we talked about these two teams with under win totals uh, juiced up here, both the Cardinals here and the Bears. Let's go the other way. Who are the books high on here? And it looks like it's the Broncos, Michael. You know, they go 5-11 and 11 last year, uh, but really they have the fifth easiest schedule this year. Their opponents last year went 127-143, just a 471 win percentage. So a little bit easier schedule. Also, you're getting a lot of guys who are injured back. Vaughn Miller. Uh, Chubb's coming back. They draft Sertan. You have Fangio, who's going to be another year in the system with a defense that looks pretty stout here overall. Uh, their eight and a half win total is minus 140 to the over. Now you say to yourself, this team went five and 11 last year. They're going to improve by four games. That's a huge leap. You know, the public may say that's that's uh, maybe too hard, uh, too high of a, a number to climb, but the books are not. The books are high on the Broncos, Michael. So are you as well high on the Broncos? And also, you know, we always talk about the, the low-hanging fruit is will Rodgers go to the Broncos? What's the deal with Rodgers? Where's he going to go? Uh, but also, Teddy Two Gloves, uh, do you do you think that he wins that competition with Drew Locke? Michael, who you got and what's your take on the Broncos this year? I, I think the Broncos have to take the approach of who will not lose the game for us. I think they're good enough on defense that they're going to play well, right? And who can convert some third downs and who's not going to turn the ball over? And if Teddy Two Gloves does that, now he was with Pat Shermer in Minnesota, so he knows the offense. You know, they've got Melvin Gordon. They've got the Williams kid who they drafted in the second round. They can run the ball. They've got a good offensive line. This is as good as offensive line as there is. You know, I think Mike Munchak is one of the best line coaches in all of football, so they have that going for them. And I think defensively they're good. And so I think that's why it's juiced to the over. I think they can be a 10 win team. I think they can be 10 and 7. Now, it's going to require Fangio to do his best job. We haven't seen Vic really demonstrate that he's got the great ability to be a good good manager once the ball gets kicked in the air. His decision making, his ability to see what's going to happen before him has not been great, but he's a great defensive coordinator. Let's make no mistake about it. And he will make it hard for teams to play against him. And I think if he can get that handled and he's got a good plan offensively, you know, he's going to keep this game close. Look, they, they, they lost both games to the Raiders last year. I think they can beat the Raiders. I mean, they lost on a two-point conversion. The Raiders went for it at the end of the season. But I think this team's trending in the right direction. If they had Deshaun Watson or if they had Aaron Rodgers, they would have the same Super Bowl odds, I think, or slightly less than the Kansas City Chiefs. We're wrapping things up here on the Lombardi line over the last couple of minutes. Josh, I wanted to get some of your picks on the MLB slate tonight. Although I got to tell you, I'm sad for you. The Harvey train, fade in the Harvey train came to an end. Matt Harvey's best performance in years last night. So I'm sorry about that. But winners all around with the White Sox, right, fellas? Yeah, you're love totally those White Sox hey. against left-handers. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And Michael, hey, all good things must come down. It's like me going to Vegas. I can't stay there forever. It would just be too much of a good thing. Same thing, Fade, Fade Harvey. I think Fade Harvey, you almost feel good for the guy. I lose a bet on him yesterday, but it's like he's just a punching bag on Twitter and in the betting community. So, hey, you know, from a from a human perspective, good for Harvey Get here. He's made us a lot of <laughs> Exactly. He deserves it. But a uh, couple on here, White Sox, Michael, once again. Lance Lynn today is going up against uh, a young player, uh, Jax who's got a kind of a spot starter here, journeyman type guy. But Lance Lynn, believe it or not, 9-3, 1.99 ERA. This guy uh, is having a Cy Young caliber type season. It's a big number, Michael, but I like the White Sox today. They open minus 190. They've been steamed up all the way to around minus 220. Huge move there in their favor. And really a couple things here. Big favorites, minus 200 or more, have been great this year, especially off a win. They're 72% overall. Also home favorites off a win in general, 62%. But the White Sox have had Minnesota's number. 
They're 31 and 12 as a home favorite, the White Sox. They're also against um, against the uh, the Twins here, 10 and 2 overall, including 6 and 0 at home. White Sox great as a favorite uh, here, 33 and uh, or 50 and 21. Minnesota only 12 and 25 as a dog. Michael, I know it's a big number there. This is game one of a doubleheader. Keep that in mind. Uh, but I like the White Sox here, game one, Michael. Yeah, and the under at seven is really low, but let's just put it in perspective. Lynn has faced the Twins three times already this season and an average of 7.3 total runs in those three games. Think about that, Josh. 7.3 runs. He's played really well. He's pitched really well. So even though the under, I know it's going to be a seven-inning game because of the doubleheader, but it's a low number, and I think that certainly it's worth looking at. But I like the White Sox here as well. That 6-0 at home is what really stands out to me. And like you said, that pitching situation, Griffin Jackson, Air Force Academy grad, that's not something you see every day. Any other picks in the MLB we should be aware of here in this last minute? Yeah, real quick, Stormy, we're, we're getting up, up against it here, going to get out of here. But keep an eye on the Oakland A's. Otani, he, guy's incredible, minus 350 to win the AL MVP here. But anytime he takes the mound, he gets a lot of public love. I like to bet against Otani quite a bit. And this is a sharp move to Oakland. I'm looking at the A's here. The A's actually open as like a plus 105 dog. Now they flip to about a minus 110 favorite. Oakland has done well against the Angels 7-3 and three this year. Also a great game in Chavez Ravine. Guys, uh, Giants and Dodgers, two of the best teams here. Look at the Dodgers. Sharp move to the Dodgers. Around a pick them minus 105 all the way to around minus 130. Great stuff there. We knew, we'd be, we knew you'd be on it. We knew you'd be on that game. We called that the last <laughs> hour. We knew you'd be all over that one. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. And you Mike, didn't disappoint, Michael, Josh. Michael, we didn't compliment Josh on just the way that sunburn has settled in. You're looking good yeah. now. Oh, yeah. It does. Appreciate That's it. That's what makeup does, Stormy. Makeup's <laughs> yeah, good exactly. for them. Yeah. Our bronze Josh Applebaum. Thank you guys so much. Great show today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.